She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Hello, everyone, and welcome to She Loves Herself, the podcast. I'm your host, Jill Ritchie, life coach, empowerment coach, meditation guide, and all things energy. So today's episode is a little bit different. We are really going to get deep and I'm going to do some live coaching in this episode. I've invited someone on who I've never worked with before. This person reached out to me on social media a few weeks ago. I went on and and did some live coaching and we chatted for a few minutes and I gave her some advice and she reached out to me after that and I thought, you know what, it, wouldn't it be so good to get some real people on and coach them live? You know, we come on and we hear amazing episodes by amazing guests and we hear about their journey, but we never really hear someone who is in the thick of it, going through the emotion, the raw emotion in that moment. We either hear about them at the start of it um, or we hear about the journey, you know, it was really painful and then this is what I did to get through it and here I am now and I'm living my best life and ultimately that's where everyone wants to get to. But the juice and the real raw vulnerability comes from really hearing someone and witnessing someone going through it authentically, really feeling connected to their pain and witnessing their transformation. So I decided to get a few people on who I don't know, who I've never coached before. So I don't know what they're going to come with. I want to keep it real, keep it authentic. And yeah, so I don't know what they're going to come with. I don't know, you know, what they're going to ask me to help them with. It's very organic. And I promise, as I always do, to keep it real. Um, And so that's what we've done with this episode. We've brought Dee on and you're going to hear from her. And let's just say this episode is really moving. And I think many people will resonate with Dee's story. And yeah, I would encourage you just to really listen, hold space for her and yeah, see how you got on guys. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let's bring it in. She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie. Welcome, Dee, to She Loves Herself, the podcast. And thank you so much for coming on and being put in the hot seat. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> I just said to Dee before we started recording, listen, just pretend that we're not recording. And it's easier said than done, isn't it? We're, supposed, we're both sitting here with headsets on like we're working on a contact center. <laughs> I might book you a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wishful thinking. I know. So Dee, tell our listeners who you are. Okay, so I'll try and cut it short because I do like to talk a lot. Um, I'm Dee. I was born in Blackpool and I now live down down south. I've relocated with um, with my son from a previous marriage and um, met the Mr. Right. <laughs> so it sounds wonderful. Um, obviously, life throws you curveballs. And um, I think one of the big things that's obviously going to stick in my mind is that my ex-husband, so the father of my son, um, passed away about five years ago due to alcohol. Um, so that's like a sort of pivotal pivotal moment in my life. Um you know, he was a big part of my life, obviously, before. Um, so that kind of put a spanner in the works of the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's, um, I've worked through a lot. I've healed through a lot. And, um, you know, I'm feeling like I believe in myself so much more. But there's something that's just holding me back. Um, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd really love to, to work through it. I know that I'm never going to be fixed, which is... You know, I, I actually revel in the fact that I'm broken <laughs> because I'm like, I've admitted it and that I'm always going to be learning and growing. Um, 
so yeah, I've just given up my salon business. Um, I was a nail technician for 18 years and I'm following um, the path of helping others through the pain that I've gone through. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Okay. And thank you so much for sharing um, so vulnerably. Um, obviously, I don't know you at all, Dee. We only spoke for a few minutes when you came on an Instagram Live that I did. So I don't mm-hmm. know um, much about you. So um, thank you for sharing that. And mm-hmm. you moved down to Blackpool. Is that where you are now or are you from Blackpool? No, I'm from Blackpool, from Blackpool. originally, yeah. Um, you know, 90s party girl. <laughs> oh my God, well, listen, I used to go to Blackpool every Easter with my family. I've, I've got a real soft spot for Blackpool, I'll tell you. Um, mm. Some of the best holidays I've ever had as a kid in Blackpool. I used to think, yeah. oh, I want to live in Blackpool. <laughs> yeah. <I> live <laughs> and, and I used to think I want to get out of it. <laughs> oh my God, so funny, isn't it? And so... Um, you said that you've healed a lot and a couple of things that you said was um, about being broken and I'm not, I can't be fixed. Tell me what you mean by that. So um, I, I would say I've never been diagnosed with depression, but you know, when you now with people being so honest and open about their lives and, you know, I kind of like, maybe diagnose myself with being depressed for quite a lot of my life so you know and it's just there's just something that's always like held me back you know I've tried to work it out whether it's low self-esteem I know I had that lacking confidence um you know and yeah so it's almost like I've just felt that there was part of me missing it sometimes it comes out and it's like oh yeah and then when you get in front of other people, it's like, oh, it goes again. So it's, you know, it's something which I'm learning to cultivate that's inside me. Um, but yeah, I just felt like something was missing, like there was a piece of me missing. Mm-hmm. And how long did you feel like that? Um, probably, well, I would say as long as I could remember um back to sort of like teenage years maybe maybe even before that but I remember feeling lonely really you know I've, I've felt lonely I'm an only child mm-hmm. um absolutely adored cherished I've had a you know lovely upbringing everything that I've ever wanted um but yeah I've just always felt lonely yeah and do you remember the first time that you felt really lonely as a child? Um, I mean, I have done some work on this before and I've done, um, like I had hypnosis and went back. And when I was four, I had um, a kidney disease um, and it was, um, it was quite serious at the time. Um, and I was hospitalized for a month. So I was in hospital I'm going to get emotional Um, on my own for four, four weeks. Mm. So obviously my parents could visit me, but not like nowadays where you're allowed to stay over with your kids. Um, And, and and so I I kind of think that this is where it stems from. Um, And, you know, I've done work on it. I've acknowledged it. I've tried to reframe the memories, but you know, it it could be something else, but you know that is obviously something that comes up that's in yeah. my subconscious that, that I find yeah. comes up. Yeah, and I can feel it as you're speaking. I can feel your emotion, and it's coming up again because whilst you've you've done some work there, um, and you mentioned some healing work, there's obviously some some space that's still in there that feels that there's trauma. And we can, you know, uh, society is like, well, you know, it happens, you can't change it. Like, you know, what's point going on about it? But here's the thing, you still get emotional about it. So there's still something in there mm. that the rational part of your brain says, yeah, well, you know, it was different back then. And, you know, my parents loved me, but that four-year-old child felt lonely, 
What else did you feel? Do you remember? Consciously, if I was to sit here now and think about it, I only have images in my mind. I don't really have feelings. The only time that's ever come up is when I've been, you know, relaxed and sort of going into the subconscious sort of part of me. Um, You know, so I I don't really have any conscious memories yeah. of feelings yeah um, you said about hypnosis and stuff because sometimes when it's a, a traumatic experience and trauma is different for for different people some people experience horrific trauma where there's you know horrific abuse and other people mm. experience trauma where they are a child and they wake up in the middle of the night and no one comes to to comfort them after a bad dream and what happens is we try to excuse it and say, oh, it's silly, it's silly, the, the conscious mind's like, whoa, I can't process what, what's the problem here. You know, you're safe. But that child didn't feel safe. And when mm. you're in that place of, why am I here? Why am I on my own? I don't like this. I feel neglected. I feel scared. Um, I feel, and you knew you were loved consciously, but there's a feeling of, why is my mum not here? Why is my dad not here? And it, you, adults get it, kids don't. Mm, mm. And then every night, if you're left, they come in, then they go, that pain comes up again. They're going. Mm. And I'm on my own again. Hypnosis, what did that do for you? Um, it made me aware of that the situation probably that's it but you know it was just a case of you know went to that place like you choose a door went through the doors like surprised that it came up because I hadn't been thinking about it at all um and Mm -hmm. that was it it was hypnosis for weight loss so when we kind of got to this regression part of it um and it, it came up funnily enough it came up that um I was that my mum and dad used to bring me crisps so I have issues with food. I don't know whether I should say I have issues with food because I'm labelling myself, but I've still obviously got that label on myself. Um, and Chris is one of my biggest go-to things that I have. So I kind of linked that to that, but he didn't really solve anything. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. just like, oh, brilliant. I know, I know why Awareness. I like Chris. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and what other, you mentioned to you, so you had hypnosis. What else have you done? Um... So just in, in meditation, really, I've done, okay. med- I mean, I do meditate every day now. Yeah. Um, I, I started that about 10 years ago and you kind of dip in and out of it, but I've, I do it every day now just to keep me, you know, aware and, you know, keep my monkey mind in check and all that mm. kind of stuff. Um, so that, that is like non-negotiable now for me. So that is keeping me, you know, afloat. Um, but other than that well nothing really not nothing okay okay because when you first came on you were like you know I've done I've done you know lots of work on this and healing and we can think that hypnosis is healing and Mm. um meditation is healing and listen there there is an amazing place for both of those meditation Mm. again like yourself d is a non-negotiable for me and we can heal a lot through meditation but when there's an experience, and as soon as you spoke about that episode of you being four years old, that emotion came up. That's your body's way of communicating right. with you and saying, actually, there's still some trauma in here. So yeah. there's definitely things that we can do to work on that because I don't want you saying that you're broken and that you're going to accept that you're broken. Oh, you know, I'm broken mm. and you know, that's it. Mm. You're not broken and you do not need fixed. You do not mm-hmm. need fixed. You are not broken. You are a whole person. And what's happened is you've experienced trauma. Mm. But often we don't think it's trauma because we're like, well, lots of kids get left, you know, and lots of worse things happen to other people. And, you know, I had a good childhood. But that experience um, for you, and I talk about this a lot to people, um, if you think of animals in the wild, when they experience any form of trauma, 
they, mm-hmm. their body shakes, they make sound and they release that trauma energetically from their, from their body because everything is energy, okay? And what happens to us as humans is that we experience the trauma, the first part, and then we suppress it. So we get scared, we get emotional, um, but we actually suppress the, the healing part of it. Um, we don't, you know, we don't experience it right until the end and, and fully let go of that energy that's been stuck in our body, that trauma that's stuck in our body. We suppress it and we keep it in. And often if it's really bad, we forget about it. We actually forget. And a lot of people, when I'm coaching them, will say, I can't remember much of my childhood. Mm. And it's like, I actually don't remember. And, and here's the thing, what's interesting about what you said, Dee, is you didn't actually remember it. It was when you went into hypnosis that it came up. Mm. Which is really interesting. So it was perhaps that bad for you at that point of being four-year-old that you blocked it out. And it's been really deep in your subconscious. And whilst you did hypnotherapy, you haven't actually released that energy from your body. You haven't, mm. you know, been like the animal and made the sound and really got the emotion up. You've perhaps cried, but, you know, you've maybe cried and got emotional and then kept it, you know, it's, it's still been stuck in your body. And there's amazing exercises and tools that you mm. can do that can shift that energy out of your body. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you some things to do. There's an amazing book. Um, so for anyone listening to this, there's an amazing book that um, one of my coaches a few years recommended to me called Healing Trauma. And it's by a gentleman called Peter Levine, L-E-V-I-N-E, I think is the way we spell it. Um, and you get his stuff on YouTube too. And he talks about how we can heal trauma from our body. And all of us have trauma in our body, different levels of it. And it can absolutely hold us back from living our full potential. When you feel and quote unquote broken, um, stuck, all of those things, it's your body's way of showing you that, you know, you're out of alignment. Something isn't right because you're not supposed to feel that way. Actually, you're supposed to feel good you know, yeah, shit happens, right? We get a lot of shit thrown at us and uh, no matter how much we do this work, there's no one that feels amazing 100% of the time. But actually, our natural state is to feel good. If we don't feel good, we're out of alignment. Our body's trying to show us, you know, there's something stuck here that needs to move, that needs to be felt, needs to be processed and needs to be shifted out of our body. The great thing is we can do that ourselves. Mm. often what happens is we jump to a GP and we say I need fixed fix me give me medication GP gives us a a script for for medication and listen I'm not a doctor (laughs) and there is a place for western medicine but I see a lot with people they go to the doctor I feel you know I feel broken I, I feel like I need fixed I've got depression I've got anxiety doctor writes a script and then they go and take the medication. And here's the thing, again, what happens is I have so many people that come to me and say, I can't actually, I can't get off this medication now because I've been taking it for so long and I'm, I'm scared that now I'm going to have to process the thing that I didn't process when I went to the doctor nine years ago because it never leaves you. It's, it's in your body. It's in your, you know, it's in your energetic body and it needs to be, you know, actually moved out taking any form of medication for a feeling or of trauma um, is just like sprinkling unicorn glitter over it. It's still sitting underneath there. And unless we get to the core and the root and clear it out, then it's, it's always going to be there. And what I feel has maybe happened with you is you've gone into hypnosis, which has been great because it's really went into your subconscious and it's brought up actually it's brought something up there that you needed to address and it's still there. So it's definitely key. But you haven't then had the tools to move it through your body. Mm. So you've got the awareness, tick, but what do you do now? Because right, I'm aware of it, but 
okay, that's one thing, but it's like, yeah, okay, well, what now? To just mm. accept it. Mm. Does that resonate? Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, it, it, make, it makes complete sense. And while you were talking, I was just like actually thinking how much it's impacted my whole life with relationships with, you know, finding, trying to find somebody, you know, um, and I went through a period of, um, well, eight years, obviously I had my son, then I went through a period of eight years trying to get pregnant again, I had about 10 miscarriages, I was obsessed with trying to have a little girl, and I just feel that it was, it was almost because I wanted to, like, help my younger self if mm. if that makes sense you know I, th- I thought that I thought why am I so obsessed with this you know it's like every I'd see a little girl with blonde hair and it just like I'd just get this feeling inside me just like like I thought it was desperate for for you know to have a little girl but actually probably was just to help my younger self or something yeah yeah and I can really feel that as I'm tuning into you right now there's when you think of your inner child, Dee, and if you can, I invite you just to close your eyes just now and just take a few deep breaths and almost just come out of your head for a moment and drop into your body. You know, maybe place a hand on your heart right now and feel your heart connect. And as you have your eyes closed, I want you to visualize that four-year-old girl with the blonde hair and just see her standing before you to see her face see her innocence perhaps her vulnerability What do you feel in your body right now as you see that image? I just, I feel, I just feel really sad. My face is like almost like tingling, you know, it's just like the tears are sort of there and, you know, just sad. Just, I just feel, just feel that sadness. Okay. What I want you to do is just hold that image of her. Really bring her towards you. Just stay in your body and just breathe. Just look into her eyes right now. To see her face. What do you want to say to her? I love you. I want you to touch her. Bring her in. And just hold her. Hold her close. Talk to her. What does she need right now? She just doesn't want to be on her own. She just doesn't want to let go. Hmm.
allow the emotions to come up, Dee. Allow her to speak, to tell you how she feels. Can you tell me what she's saying? Why am I here? She doesn't understand why she's there. Okay. What could you tell her right now? I just tell her that I, I love her and that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Everything that she's going through now is going to be good. The person that she is today. Can you tell her that she's safe? Tell her that she's safe and that you're listening. Tell her that her voice matters. Tell her that you will always listen to her. How is she now? Well, she feels like she's well. She's let like let go. She's not like clinging <laughs> clinging mm. on to me. But she's like holding my hand. She wants me to go go with her. Okay. Do you want to go with her for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just like want to tell her that I'll always be with her. Yeah. Tell her that you'll always be with her and that you are listening, that her voice matters. What else do you want to tell her? You won't be here. You won't be here for long. And your mum and dad want to be here but they just they just can't be and you're safe you're completely safe mm. okay can you allow her to take you to somewhere she feels safe I'm to take you there. See that image? Where are you now? Um, just at, at home, at, at my house. Yeah, okay. And where about in your house has she taken you? into the living room and there's like the sofa and then the, the dining room's in there as well. I could step up to the dining room. 
Okay. Does she feel safe there? Yeah, she yeah. She wants to dress up, like do dressing mm -hmm. up. Amazing. Okay, allow her to dress up and be with her and have fun. And how is she feeling now? Yeah, she <laughs> she just feels happy and like smiling. Amazing. And it's different. She's like a different person. Like a different version of the one that was in the hospital. Mm. Okay. I want you just to take a deep breath and just say goodbye to her for the moment. She's happy. She's happy with you going. You'll see her again soon. Yeah. Okay. And just when you're ready, if you can open your eyes, Dee. Well done. You did amazing. That was not planned. We just went very organic into that. Very organic, okay? The inner child. For you, we all have an inner child. All of us. All of us have the inner child, okay? It never leaves us. And that trauma that you experienced as a child, it was almost like your voice didn't matter. And I feel like in those moments, that's, that's been a real turning point for you with emotions. And you talked about emotional eating, you associated the crisps and with, you know, and it all relates back to, to this starting point okay there's different things that have evolved and but what's mm. happened is you've taken on a belief as a very young child and when we believe something we start to have that story because everything's a story okay mm. we start to have that story and when we tell ourselves something it starts to get hardwired and programmed in our mind and then we start to vibrate at that level and we start to gather evidence throughout our life. You know, I, my voice doesn't matter. You know, mm. I overeat, I put on weight, I am this, I'm a shy person, I'm a, you know, I'm not academic, I'm not smart, whatever it is, the story is, and that becomes our belief. Then we start to manifest those things from that space because we're energetically vibrating at that, at that level. So that's what we manifest in. And with you looking to have the, the little girl and trying and trying and trying. Um, there's definitely some healing that you wanted to do there. It was like you wanted to hold that little girl with the blonde hair because it reminded you so much of you. And, you know, the first thing you said is, you know, I had a really good parents and they adored me and, and everything. And we almost feel guilty saying anything about our parents. Mm. my parents were really good you know da, 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 da. and hey listen mm. amazing and no one's disputing that our parents did the best they don't mm. always get it right I don't always get it right you know god yeah. there's things I did last week I wouldn't do this week with my kids and god we we're all doing our best at the time right and your parents did their best what they thought was right at the time but that four-year-old girl didn't understand and when you mm. went in to speak to her her words were I don't understand why why I'm here mm. so no amount of trying to be logical thinking it doesn't work with four-year-old right you yeah. felt you didn't feel good and you never processed that you never fully got to have your say and inner child works amazing for that day because you've actually healed a lot even going in and doing that inner child work 
because mm-hmm. you identified it when you did the hypnosis, but you didn't do it, really do any healing after it. What I really want to encourage you to do, and then we'll catch up again, okay? Mm-hmm. I really want to encourage you to go in every day and connect to your inner child. Mm-hmm. So just spend five minutes, you meditate, okay? So when you're meditating, even just for the next let's say two weeks and then you and I will catch up again, right? Mm -hmm. You go into your meditation and drop into your body and bring that image of that four-year-old child in and just ask her, what do you need? What do you Mm. need today? What do you want to tell me? Mm -hmm. You can tell me anything. What do you need? What do you want? And ask her. Some days it might be, oh, nothing, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Some days it might be, you know, I still feel a bit angry about that or a bit sad. Mm -hmm. And that's when you say, right, let's play or let's, you know, just, just really feel into that emotion and allow her voice to come through because you've taken on the role of being lonely, Mm. being lost, emotional, you know, not making a fuss, you know, whatever it is, the role that you've taken on from that four-year-old child she needs to have her voice. And it's maybe just going in for the next two weeks every day for five minutes. Now we don't want the inner child to run the show because it would be like <laughs> pandemonium for your whole day if your child was telling you what to do every day. But it is, it's just going in and really tuning in to that inner child for a few minutes and just giving her what she needs, asking the question. Your body will show you what you need. You dropped into it so easily. So that's, to me, it's, it's ready. It's ready to be healed. And yeah. what you'll find is, as time goes on, and I suspect, and listen, we can talk about this when we catch up again, right? But I suspect, going with my gut, is that you'll only need to do this for a few times. And then you'll find when you do go in, it's just going to be a two-minute job. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's not nothing, nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. And what I would also love you to do is almost write a letter to her as the older version of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A letter to almost like your younger self. Mm -hmm. Okay. And really tuning into safety and experience and, and and journaling is amazing so when you're, you're you're writing a letter to your younger self you know if you feel like yeah that resonates or you feel like ah do you know what that doesn't really resonate the the healing part does what you could do is just journal about your emotions about that time you know often we don't like to get angry at our parents because we're like we're very defensive of them and they did their best going in and saying I felt angry I felt like you could have been there more and you weren't like that might not be the case and I'm definitely not putting words in your mouth Mm. but allow that emotion to come up if that you know younger version of you is like I'm angry allow that emotion to come up I'm angry Mm. say it you know saying it isn't meaning that you're going to live in it you're going to get depressed it's actually just labeling it you know there's one thing about saying we don't want to label um ourselves as i'm i've got anxiety that's my label but mm. we actually it's important to label the emotion and say ah okay this is this is actually anger and whilst i logically get it as a grown woman i'm angry as a four-year-old that i'm left here and you're not here for me and i'm fucking angry and Mm. you will feel it if you go in and allow yourself just to go deep into your body not your head because your head's going to try and make like sense of it and say what you're doing d what you're doing it's important you drop out of your head go into your body and feel where the emotion is feel if it's a ball of anger you don't need to make sense of it you just need to actually just shout it out you know punch your pillow punch your sofa scream have an adult tantrum for that child that didn't get to express how raging she was about being left for four weeks you know I would really encourage you to try and journal that out and Mm. if there's any feelings of resentment and anger we know you love your parents 
There's no dispute in that, right? But unless you label this and call it out, it's going to be staying stuck in your body. You want to clear this energetically, feeling it and actually, ah, you know, like when you see a kid who's like having a total temper tantrum in the supermarket and they're going batshit crazy and you're like, oh my God. But actually it's their emotion that they're letting out because children, when they're really young, they haven't learned all the programs and conditions we've learned. They're angry and emotional and they're just letting that out. And we're like, oh my God actually they're just releasing it from their body so I would encourage you if any emotion comes up and it might not do but if it does just go with it just go Mm. with it just ah scream punch ah shout stand up jump around (laughs) kick you know whatever it is and almost just ah take a big sigh and let it go energetically from your body and then and only then can we start to bring in the positive affirmations? All of that stuff, because that's all very surface level. It's amazing. And I'm a Mm. huge fan. But it's very surface level. And it only takes you so far. Unless Mm. we clear out the shit that we're holding on to um, from our past, there's no space for that actually to, to integrate into our bodies. It's just like, it's just, it's just so surface level. So we want to create space for you because yeah. it's, it, that's, to me, that's what's, that, that's the biggest thing that's holding you back because it came up so quick, came up so quick for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, um, it sounds right. I mean, I've never, obviously I've dabbled a bit in doing affirmations and stuff like that, but, um, you know, like you say, and I've been a big believer. I've been on and off medication for since probably in my twenties, and but I come off it because I knew that I really didn't need it. I was like, I'm aware that I really don't need this, but I just needed something to make me feel better because I wasn't feeling very good at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not taking anything at the moment. So that's um, good. But I know that it's surface level, and that I need to mm-hmm. get in and just release it. So yeah, yeah that that's really really useful it's just you you know you know what you need to do but it's just knowing how to do it (laughs) well that's what I'm here for sister yeah (laughs) I'm here to help you with that because we do think what really is it just like that like because we think what's the secret sauce that yeah you're the secret sauce you've got it it's just when your body is showing you and you feel like crap it's your body saying d like honestly this that you're you know there's something in here that you need to release and it's not a bad thing again we label it like oh it's anxiety it's a bad it's bad it's bad and we don't want bad so we just keep so busy that we don't want we don't feel the bad but Mm. actually there's a message in every everything there's a message in there for you when Mm. you went into your inner child I felt it and the listeners probably felt it your emotion was real. It was raw. That's mm. truth. That is truth. And I promise you, Dee, if you go in and connect with your inner child, just like what we did mm. every day for the next two weeks and write, journal about the emotions, it, it doesn't need to make logical sense. Mm. It can just be words that come up. Mm-hmm. But when they come up, it's important that you don't just then close the book on it. You want it, if you feel the emotion, it's like, I need to move this emotion through my body. You know, if it's walking around your living room, if it's like purging it out, it's like, oh. Um, I spoke in a previous episode about a book that was recommended to me as well. Um, and I'd said about it called Shadow. Um, oh my God, the, the names just went out of my head. I've taken a blank. Um, Healing Trauma. The book is called yeah. Healing Trauma by Peter Levine. I mentioned that to you earlier. Mm-hmm. and a coach recommended it to me and I also I worked with another coach who was a huge fan of Peter Levine's work and she does a lot of work around energy and movement I've done it with my clients for the past two years and I would say it's the biggest thing that people have the biggest breakthroughs with because we can talk we can say yeah I want to manifest this stuff I just want to feel amazing well don't we all but we've all got some shit going on that we just need to clean out because we've got years and years and years of programming, you know? 
And we just sometimes need to unpick those layers. And actually, the great thing is, Dee, because I know that you're doing your coaching and, and working with people as well. When you do this work, mm. it will help you tenfold with your clients. Yeah. Because I believe that you can only take a client as deep as you'd be willing to go yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know my biggest, I mean, I've gone through the, the healing part, the energy part for the past two and a half years at least. And it's not always been pretty. There's been tears and snorters and I'm a bit like the exorcist. <laughs> but, <laughs> and it can feel tiring. But I'll tell you what, it's like, it's like nothing else. And then you can really start to manifest the amazing things that are just waiting to come in. They're, they're out there. They're just waiting to come in. But you need to have the space to bring them in. And right now, there's just some stuff in there that just needs to be, feel it to heal it. Yeah? yeah. And don't worry about, um, so for anyone listening, they think, oh God, but you know, we're, we're not supposed to feel that because then we could manifest more. And it's not like that. You know, feel it to heal it. You know, feel that emotion, give it its voice, get its anger, whatever, whatever it is that comes with it. Um, give it its moment to, to express itself, to come out. Um, and then, you know, it, it just gets so much easier. You're actually giving it less power by mm. feeling it and healing it. You know, feel it, but don't live in it. You know, it's different if you're sitting for weeks and months with the same story and the same story, you know, it's actually giving it its emotion and then letting it go. And you'll even feel lighter after just what we, what we did with you and your inner child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think that it, it happens at the right time, doesn't it? You know, this is the right time for me to, to do that because I've obviously grown stronger in other areas with the wisdom that I've got as an adult Mm. but then it's like now I need to address that which you know but I just feel I just feel grateful for everything that's happened I just feel like Mm. you know I'm so grateful because I do really I do really love myself now I'm just like I just love you you know I can actually look in the mirror and go I love you but I still need to heal (laughs) we all do though and for anyone listening to this like we all do, I am definitely not the finished article. I am always working on myself and there's stuff that comes up and I'm like, where did that come from? Like, and it's like, oh, come on, there's more to be done, what? But yeah. actually the more you do this, the easier it gets. You can process it a lot quicker and you don't need to be frightened of it. There's always a lesson. There's always a lesson and a message that comes through your body when it doesn't feel right is actually sitting down and saying, Asking the question, okay, what's the message here? What's the emotion? Okay, emotion, fear, whatever it is. What's the message? And just let the answer come. Drop out of the head. Connect to the heart. Connect to the body. What's the message? And write it down. And allow it to come. You have all the answers, Dee. And I love that you said that you love yourself and you can look in the mirror and I think that's where you've probably been like I've done this I've done this work and I do this meditation I actually really do love myself so why why do I still feel like I'm broken or Mm. and you're not broken it's just that little part of you that inner child felt like she hadn't had her say Mm. yeah that's that's it she just (laughs) wants her say and she wants to feel safe and and that's it you just give her a say and check in on her for the next couple of weeks and then maybe once a week after that like how are you all right like okay cool I'm off do you know it's like it's as simple as that and then you will not feel like you're broken you you will feel the way you're supposed to feel a whole person Mm -hmm. like and you will be like oh my god you know I actually do love myself yeah Absolutely. Yeah. I just feel very hopeful. (laughs) Oh my God. I think sometimes when we know, actually that resonates and you know, if the emotion comes up with it, it's definitely, you're like, Mm. oh my God, you know, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. How are you feeling now? Yeah. I feel uh, lighter. Yeah, definitely lighter. Um, and sort of, 
like energized and like ready to sort of you know get on with what you're saying I will do what you've told me to do um because that's the only way that it's going to work I just you know mm-hmm. um yeah I don't like I say I don't journal and stuff like that so that this is a brilliant way for me to get into doing it so yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah so into the meditation bring her in ask a few questions what does she need how does she feel mm-hmm. and even after this journal about what came up for you mm-hmm any emotion is welcome, remember? And it is a great way for you to journal. Definitely. Journaling yeah. is incredible. You know, it's, it's really healing. And often when I'm journaling, the first page is just standard stuff. And then it's like I get a download. And it's like mm. boom, 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 all this stuff comes. So give it time. Be patient with yourself. Again, this doesn't need, and again, for anyone even listening that wants to try this, this doesn't need to be a big, huge task. It can be 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. to do inner child work and journaling. It doesn't need to be massive. So you're committed to doing it. We're going to mm-hmm. check in again mm-hmm. and see how you are. How does yeah. that sound? Absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll add it into my uh, miracle morning. <laughs> yes, baby, a miracle morning. Amazing. That's your journaling piece then, your inner child, yeah. your, your journaling piece. Amazing. Yeah. See, I just want to say thank you so, so much for coming on and just being so bloody real, vulnerable, authentic. And honestly, I know when people listen to this, they will be so inspired so so inspired it's great to hear interviews but just to actually witness mm-hmm. this is the next level so thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on thank you thank you for inviting me I really Amazing. appreciate it thank you so much thank you so much my love take care i'll speak to you soon you too